Pizza, pizza, pizza time. The official pizza of the Shock Fantasy Podcast is 7th Avenue Pizza. This is soda-style thin crust at its absolute best. It's not that crappy thin crust. It's solid crust integrity here. Not too thick, not too thin. The sauce was derived from an ancient recipe passed down from the Norse gods. And the cheese, oh, 100% primo cheese on these pies. You can pick your toppings as well. There's your conventional pepperoni or sausage, but there's also five cheese, Mexican, meatball, and pepperoni. Even a bacon cheeseburger za for you. My favorite, though, is the Lucky 7. Italian sausage, pepperoni, beef, Canadian bacon, and three types of cheese. Dang it, my mouth is watering just talking about it. I might need to go fire up the oven and make myself one before the podcast. Find your 7th Avenue pizzas at High V, Cub Foods, Lunds and Byerly's, and Holiday Station stores. And go follow them on Twitter at 7th Avenue Pizza. Let them know Shock Fantasy steered you toward their amazing za. Ahoy, Shock Fantasy fans. This is Matt Harrison. And before the show begins, I have three jobs for you. First, please take a look at your phone and hit the subscribe button on the Shock Fantasy podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Second, wherever you're listening, give me a rating and a review for the show. If you include your Twitter handle in the review, we might send you something fun in the mail. We do that periodically. And third, if you haven't yet subscribed to the season pass of Shock Fantasy, you should. You get 365 days of the Shock Fantasy Super Dash, which gives you stats and info to set all of your weekly lineups, including DFS lineups. The redraft and dynasty trade value charts, so you never get taken to the cleaners in a trade. Our waiver wire content each week. The Super Bowl, Thanksgiving, and NFL draft prop bet games so you can make friendly wagers with your family and friends at the most important football gatherings and preseason cheat sheets for basically every kind of fantasy football imaginable. You'd be getting those for next year. Now, all of that curated color coded data comes to you for only $40 for a full year. That's 76.9 cents per week. But if you act now and use the promo code AirBear. You get the whole year for only 25 bucks. That's promo code AIRBEAR, A-I-R-B-E-A-R, for those of you who are brave spellers. Enter that at checkout and we'll knock off $15. Thanks for listening. On to the show. Now, first off, how would we describe shock? <laughs> Welcome to the fantasy. <laughs> nice. Nice. Man, you are one pathetic loser. Ridiculous. Completely ridiculous. Hi, everybody. It's a late night edition of the Shock Fantasy Tuesday Waiver Wire podcast. Sorry, I couldn't get it to you earlier. You know, frankly, my kid had senior pictures tonight. My oldest son had senior pictures, and it just got in the way of all the stuff. But life happens, and man, I'm proud of uh, my oldest son, Tate. He's uh, just getting set to graduate high school this year, and what a fun night that was. But I wanted to make sure to get that Week 5 Waiver Wire podcast out to everybody who's listening, and uh, maybe you have Wednesday 
afternoon or later in the evening waiver wire runs like I do. Uh, that's the way to do it, in my opinion. Don't do the Tuesday overnight thing. Delay it a little bit. Get more information. Urge your commissioner to make that a little bit later in the week. All right, we're going to start with the Todd Heap Memorial Injury Report. You suck, you jackass. Ah, Tua. Scary concussion on Thursday night. He's going to miss a while. They said he's going to miss at least this week, but it probably should be multiple weeks. You're probably going to have to find something if you are reliant on Tua. Russell Wilson is dealing with a shoulder injury. He says he'll be ready to go Thursday night versus the Colts. Daniel Jones had an ankle injury in the Giants game last week. Tyrod Taylor, his backup, came in. He also got hurt. The Giants are auditioning quarterbacks right now. It's it's a little bit of a mess there. But Daniel Jones says that he's expected to play this week in London early in the morning against the Packers. But still, if I have Daniel Jones, I'm getting him out of my lineups. Good defense, early game. You know, you don't want an Alvin Kamara thing happening with Daniel Jones. Mac Jones and Brian Hoyer both look like they're going to be unable to go this week. Maybe we'll talk about the other quarterback there. Jonathan Taylor has an ankle or a toe injury, or maybe even both, depending on who you talk to. Signs are pointing toward him playing on Thursday, though. That's good for Jonathan Taylor. Managers, Javante Williams, on the other hand, he will not be playing anytime soon. He tore his ACL. He's done for the year. I own Javante Williams in a bunch of Dynasty Leagues, and that's not fun at all. Alvin Kamara was somewhat of a surprise inactive in the London game last week with a rib injury. We're hoping he's back this week. Another guy who's not going to be back this week, though, Cordero Patterson, who has been sent to IR with a knee injury. Amon Ross St. Brown missed last week due to a sore ankle. So did DJ Chark. TJ Hake. TJ, not DJ Chark, and then I went to T. Higgins, not TJ Higgins. Maybe his middle name is a J. Who knows? T. Higgins is dealing with an ankle injury as well. His is considered minor. It looks like he might play this week. Rashad Bateman missed some time in the game against the Bills last week with a foot injury. Keep an eye on him. Traylon Burks is dealing with turf toe. That usually knocks you out for about a month, and we'll talk about some of the Titans receivers you might want to t- look at. Jahan Dotson looks like he'll miss at least this week with a hamstring injury. Jamison Crowder broke his ankle, and he was placed on IR. Time to go to quarterback. Kenny Pickett is rostered in 50% of leagues, and Pickett took over for Sad Trombonski. Oh, I don't have a sad trombone ski, but I got a, I got one of these. Throw me a freaking bone here. That's kind of like a bone ski. Uh, well, so sad trombone ski left, and then Kenny Pickett came in, and Kenny Pickett did not throw an incomplete pass in the entire game. Granted, he did throw three picks, and those count as incomplete passes. They don't count as completed passes. But it seems like he had his eyes on George Pickens and Fat, Pat, Fat Pryormuth. <laughs> I kind of want to call him Fat Pryormuth now in this one, uh, which could be good for their respective values. But do we trust Kenny Pickett and his two rushing touchdowns that he had last week? Absolutely not. You don't trust that. But he did run the ball six times, and that might be because he's athletic or maybe he's super nervous in the pocket or both. But the problem is with Kenny Pickett is coming up, the schedule is 
brutal. Uh, Buffalo this week, Tampa, Miami, Philly, then a bye week, then New Orleans and Cincinnati. I don't think Pickett is startable in the next seven weeks. Yeah, that's seven weeks. So I would not make a bid on Kenny Pickett, even though a lot of your league mates might be. Bailey Zappi, he's 1% rostered. He looked okay as a backup and led the pack Pats into an overtime Lambo game against Aaron Rodgers against the Pack. There we go. Ended up with 99 yards and a touchdown pass. Mac Jones's ankle looked pretty messed up, and he could miss another week or so. And rumor has it that Zappy is pretty well liked by Robert Kraft and the Kraft family. If Mac continues his dismal play, there's room for the fourth round rookie to steal Mac Jones's job. This week will have a great audition against a horrible Lions defense. So I'd throw down 3% on Zappy if you're looking for a pappy that's not crappy, and maybe he'll make you happy. Jacoby Brissett is 56% rostered. He's worth a check to see if he's available in your league, especially if you're looking for a plug-and-play guy this week against the Chargers, like if you're a guy who lost Tua, for instance. L.A. will be missing Joey Bosa, and they've allowed top five numbers in completions and passing touchdowns this year. The next two weeks are New England and Baltimore after that, which sound a lot tougher than they actually are. If Jacoby Brissett is around in your league, he's worth 5% and maybe worth a a low-end trade if you need some quarterback help. Teddy Bridgewater is the last quarterback we'll mention. He's 11% rostered. Mostly you know what you're getting with Theodore Bridgewater, but he's never really had Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle together and started a game, so... He's a very capable, low-depth, high-percentage caretaker quarterback. He's just not going to put up 303 on his own going deep, but he could do that in an offense that features Hill and Waddle running short routes and breaking tackles. So if you're the Tua manager and you're worried that he's going to be gone for a while, I'd throw 7% down on Teddy Bridgewater. Running back. There's not a lot of running backs to speak of this week. In fact, it's it's kind of a bare-bones uh, waiver wire podcast, but the couple of we do have to talk about are pretty interesting. Mike Boone is 16% rostered. He's a Broncos running back, and now so is Latavius Murray, who's 6% rostered. The injury to Javante does not mean Melvin Gordon is suddenly a bell cow back. Far from it. The Broncos signed Murray off the Saints practice squad, which I'm confused how all those transactions even got done because he was playing for the Saints in London last week. He scored a touchdown. They fly home. On the flight home, did they put him on the practice squad? And then he was immediately claimed on Monday by the uh, by the Broncos. That's a London to New Orleans to Denver jet lag trip for Latavius Murray. And... Denver plays in the Thursday game this week, so it's unlikely that Murray is active this week. I'd still throw 5% on him. He's definitely a capable goal line threat among the career leaders or active leaders in touchdown runs. Uh, Boone figures to have the first crack at being Melvin's 1B, though, and he's probably worth 8%. He's averaging 6.7 yards per carry this year, although it's only really been three carries. Caleb Huntley is 10% rostered. He plays for the Falcons. Atlanta has not deployed a bell cow basically since Arthur Smith took over. I don't believe they're going to start now. 
After Patterson went down last week, Huntley ended up with 10 carries, 56 yards, and the goal line work, which netted him a touchdown. Tyler Algier had 10 carries for 84 yards. Now, Algier could be available in your league. It doesn't, it doesn't look like he's available in very many, though. Huntley is going to be completely overlooked this week, and I'd throw 6% on him. He's a big-bodied guy who just might be built for ground and pound and goal line work. Brian Robinson of the Commanders is mostly owned, uh, but they designated him for return this week, which means they have, I believe, three weeks to get him on the active roster. So he'll be back in the next two to three weeks. So I'd throw two bucks on him now if he's available and stash him on your roster. Moving on. Wide receiver. Uh, Michael Gallup is almost 100% owned, but just make sure if he's not available in your league. And Romeo Dobbs is in the same boat. Just take a check. See if those guys are available in your league. Sometimes managers miss them, and you want to get either of those guys on your roster. There's not a lot of wide receivers this week. Jamal Agnew is 1% rostered. He did score twice last week against Philly but he's had exactly one target in each of his other three games this season. It seems like a little bit of fool's gold, although Zay Jones is dealing with an injury that could force him to miss another week. If that's the case, Agnew could be a low-end flex option in week five against the Texans. Just a buck on Agnew, maybe two bucks if you want to make sure to get him, but uh, I'm not too worried about it. And if you're if you're really scraping the bottom of the barrel for Jamal Agnew, I think you have other problems on your fantasy roster. Kyle Phillips is 9% rostered. If Traylon Burks is going to miss some time or even hit IR, which is possible, Phillips is the next man up. The Titans only targeted their wide receivers eight times total in week four. That's bad. Four went to Robert Woods, three to Burks, and the last one to Phillips. Nick Westbrook-Ikeen was on the field for 60% of snaps and did not see a target in that game. Uh, By the way, Phillips was only on the field for two total snaps. He got one target. Burks is leaving 30 to 40 snaps behind. In my opinion, that mostly goes to Phillips, adding that into his repertoire. He's only going to cost you two bucks. Lastly, tight end. Don't go chasing Mo Cox. Please stick to the much more targeted players you're used to. Now, Mo Cox is available in 65% of leagues, and he did score twice that last week. And in the tight end wasteland, people start salivating for that. The problem is, on his own team in Indy, Kylan Granson is getting about the same amount of targets. Jelani Woods has a two-touchdown game in his back pocket as well. Woods is an intriguing dynasty stash, but we've played the Alley Cox game before. I'm not putting a bid on him. This guy's not available in your league, but I want you to do a price check on Tyler Higby, who had 14 targets and 10 catches on Monday night. He's everything we thought Allen Robinson could be and maybe more. One thing is for sure, Higby is the number two target by a mile on that offense at nine and a half targets per game. Robinson's only at four and a half, by the way. In redraft leagues, I'd maybe try to trade like a George Kittle or a Darren Waller for Higby and some change right now. And I think you'd make off like a bandit. I think this is a trend for Tyler Higby this year. That's it. That's the podcast, short and sweet, but uh, late at night. Uh, I hope that you get all the waiver claims you've been looking for and uh, your roster just continues to build. If you're replacing some of those guys who got hurt this week, I hope, I hope and pray 
that maybe Caleb Huntley or Bailey Zappi or Jamal Agnew can really help you. All right, that's it for me. Uh, We'll see you tomorrow on the Shock Fantasy Podcast where we'll preview, oh, a really exciting game between two horses, the young horses of Indianapolis versus the wild horses of Denver. Uh, We'll see that game uh, coming up on Thursday night. We'll preview it tomorrow.